Imagine you're the king of England. Done. You are enjoying a time of riches and peace. After your dynasty survived multiple wars, you'd think you'd be happy and content. But what if you don't have an heir yet? You're in your mid-30s and you know the requirement of an heir and a spare is needed soon. So what do you do? We'll find out on this week's episode of Cheeky Tales. Hello, boy. Hi, uh, boy. I have, uh, I have my uh, prediction. Okay. Is it a f- lots of? B- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got him coming in hot. Yeah, just graphic violence, <laughs> swearing. <laughs> Is that even in the episode? Nah, that's getting bleeped. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to find a bleep tone and chuck that over the top. Wow! Holy, I, I'm done. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Shut him down. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, okay. Um How are you, boy? Good boy. How are you? Yeah. How was your maths final last night? Oh ah, I brought it up to this week. Good on you, because you're into it. Yeah. I know you oh. watched it. Um yeah, look underwhelming to be honest. Um <laughs> after the, the build up of the last couple of episodes, spruiking how good it is. Oh no, it's mate, whatever. the season was just it was bonkers. Just like just insult after insult after dramatic tension building moment after dramatic tension building moment. And by the end of it, you're just kind of like, uh, anything that happens I've seen before. Just doled up bogans screaming at each other, people <laughs> cheating on each other, people trying to cheat on each other, couples breaking up, couples getting back together, just everything. Great show, though. Okay. Would recommend. And now there's Maths UK. Oh. So it's Maths, but with four accents like this in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I've heard other people talk about shows similar, like Love is Blind. Have you, mm. you interested in watching no. that? Have you? Do you know what that show is? I don't even know which one that is. Um, apparently, it's like a couple, and they will live together and whatever, but they don't see each other. There's like always a separation, but and they spend lots of time together, just like talking and all that. Okay. And then they get to a point of, do you want to marry? Yeah. And if they say both say yes, right, then the first then time they, they see each other is the wedding. Is the wedding? Okay. Fair enough. Sure. <laughs> no, I don't. I haven't watched that one. The other thing I saw today on. The Facebooks was uh, the advertising for next season of maths yeah. for people to apply. You're not uh, married. Can't. Im- <laughs> All right, then. Can't imagine the trash they're going to get. So you're not interested in applying? No, okay. not at all. I don't want to be on it. Like, it's, I don't want to live that stuff. I just want to see it. Oh, if you were on, I'd watch it. So if, if I was want, on. If you want me to watch the show, that's how you do it. <laughs> i get myself on math. No, I don't want to be on that. No, thank you. Well, interestingly enough, we are talking about marriage this week, boy. Yeah. Lots of them too. We are talking about Henry VIII and his, how many wives? Eight. Six. Oh. Not quite. That's Liz Taylor. Liz Taylor? She had eight marriages. Right. Gaga Gabor, I think. Lady Gaga. No, yep. no. <laughs> Gaga Jabor. Yeah, I think she was up there with around about eight or so. Mm. I think seven husbands, but eight marriages. Oh, he married one of them twice. Yeah, something like that. Mm. And there was a bloke. Uh, what was who was the bloke? I don't know. Anyway, I did look it up. Not important. I think I think a lot of people have a bit of an understanding of who Henry VIII is and yeah. what he was into. Yeah. Well, what is your understanding of Henry VIII? Well, I know that uh, like I've actually watched a couple of things okay. on Henry VIII, so yeah. I know a bit more than the average person. Sure. But and by average person, I mean like a little bit more. I know that he is known for being big, fat, fatty, loved his feasts, loved his ladies, uh-huh, wink, 
and loved beheading his ladies when he was done with them. Mm. Um, I know that he invented divorce as we know it, or at least like pressured for it to be a thing. Um, I never really, never really read that, but maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I'm pretty sure. Didn't wasn't he the one that started the Church of England? Yes. Yeah. yeah so I, that he I go could into get a, divorced. I go into a little mm. bit of that because boy, wow, English history. There's yeah. a lot of English history, especially around this time, which is around the um, early 1500s. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening. Like I said, um, there was a bit of a time of riches and peace because there was, um, what was it? It was like a hundred years war yep. with Spain. And then they had, there was a bit of a civil war with the War of the Roses. Okay. Um, yep. And that ended with Henry's father, Henry yep. VII, becoming king. Wait, it went from Henry the Seventh to Henry the Eighth. Yes. Wow. Okay. Name your son yourself. Well, I'll, that, we'll get into that a little bit later because there's a little bit extra to that. But yeah. Um. So yeah, like you said, we have spoken about Henry before. We have big fat fatty. Big fat Chris, fatty Christmas special. He was one of the inspirations for the jolly big man we have today. Yeah. Um. And I guess that's when you talk about it. That's what you picture mm. uh, of King Henry. I'm going to try and stick to one wife at a time because there's a bit of- That's a, a good plan. Yeah, there's a good- <laughs> Not for me personally, for the episode. Oh, okay. John thinks multiple wives is all right. No, no I don't. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> Keep my wife's name. <laughs> Out your lovely mouth. <laughs> oh, That's probably the most topical, topical reference we've ever made. Yeah. Um. No, for the episode- By the way, you remember we talked in that episode that was just us chatting about what I was looking forward to? Yeah. Do you remember what, what I said I was looking forward to? No. The Foo Fighters concert? Oh, yeah. And then Taylor Hawkins dies. Oh, yeah, that's sad. I'm so upset. Mm. As a drummer, very upsetting. Oh, yeah, I know you, I've yeah, just- Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've just absolutely handbraked the story, but sure. yeah, it just reminded me of that. Yeah, sure. Mm. Well, I was reading a thing about Taylor Hawkins. Mm. Uh, it was said that he- is, was probably the only drummer you could have backing up Dave Grohl. Yeah. Because Dave Grohl was such a, such a good drummer himself. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And when I say backing up, I mean like in the band as yeah. he's singing and stuff like that. So. It feels so bad for Dave Grohl and like all of the Foo Fighters family. Yeah. But like Grohl already lost a great mate in Kurt Cobain. I was going to say, yeah, it happened before, hasn't it? Yeah. And then in his book, Dave Grohl's like talking about Taylor as like, he's my best friend. We're soulmates. Like this kind of stuff. Mm. And then he dies. Like, oh, man. Anyway. Terrible. Handbrake off. Back into the story. Sure. Um, there's a bit of overlapping between wives. So, yep. um, He a dog. Going back and forth in time a bit with each story mm. of each wife. So, yeah, I'm going to pretty much try and keep to one at a time and yep. go to their completion. And then, like their I said, they might, might be stepping back a little bit for the yep. next one. Okay. Um, there's also a lot of repeating names. So mm-hmm. I'll try and keep it as clear as possible. I'm sure, we're going to hear Henry a lot. <laughs> oh yes, we are. But that's he's not the for a story involving roughly Henry. seven people. Yeah, I think there's like three names. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm guessing one of them is Mary. Yes, one of them is Mary. Oh, and Catherine. Catherine, yes. Oh, um, and also before you start, boy, I actually want to issue a trigger warning for this episode, um, because a lot of Parts of these stories. Now, this is a little bit serious for the Cheeky Boys, Cheeky Tales, us Cheeky Boys. You can tell because I haven't made a joke. <laughs> um, there's a lot of pregnancy and stillborn issues that come up. Mm. So, uh, if you're dealing with that or if you have dealt with it, uh, just want to let you know that that is a, something that comes up quite often, mm. uh, especially with the first marriage. Uh, personally, 
I've dealt with it with um, my own having children. Uh, we had a couple of miscarriages, etc. Um, and Kirsty and I, as a couple, have been involved in uh, the community of people who struggle to have children. Um, Kirsty being a surrogate and trying to do egg donation. So, um, but just yeah, I just wanted to get that out there and let people know it's a real issue. And for some weird reason, as we discovered, it doesn't get talked about until it happens. Yeah, I I, I found that in my personal experiences as yeah. well. Not not that I have had to deal with that, but um, knowing people that have gone through it, it's a very like taboo topic. Like yeah. people just don't want to talk about it, which it's, is understandable. It's not even so, so much taboo. It yeah. just doesn't get discussed about until it happens, and then yeah. you talk to other people and go, "Oh yeah, we've had." We've been yeah, through that. and it's and way like, more common than you think. Yeah, it's very yeah. common. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out before we start. That, that does come up a bit. Yeah. So if you're not ready to hear about any of that kind of stuff. Maybe this isn't the episode. Maybe this isn't the episode. But um, but we will be respectful, obviously. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, definitely. So I'm going to start with a bit of a background on Henry VIII. Yeah. Uh, Henry Tudor was born on the 28th of June, 1491, to parents King Henry VII and Elizabeth of York. Yep. He was the second son and the third child of the pair. Second son? He was the second son, yes. Okay. Going to be some murder in me, thinks. Mm, you're wrong. Oh, okay. He was bestowed <laughs> these titles when he was about three years old, and they were uh, Earl Marshal of England, Lord, Grey Lord Lieutenant of Ireland, and Knight of Bath. Okay. I'm assuming the place Bath. Place and, is Bath. <laughs> and not like. He's the night of getting in people's tubs. Scrub-a-dub-dub. <laughs> He's the night of washing your back when you can't reach it. There were many, uh, many other titles given to young Henry as well. Uh, he wasn't expected to become king, being the second son. The spare. The spare, yes, correct. Uh, but he was given a first-rate education. Other than that, there is not much known about his early life apart from like his official appointments that he went to. They uh, didn't bother taking much notice of, uh, of young hens. Correct. In 1502, Henry's older brother and heir to the throne died when he was 15 from sweating sickness. Okay. (laughs) Sweating sickness. Sweating sickness. I I imagine, like, it's got a funny name. Yes. But I imagine it's one of those awful, like, pre-medicine diseases that, like, rotted your bones from the inside out or something. Like, you sweat yourself into a rot. I tried looking it up and it was... Maybe believed to be like some other disease and all that, yeah. but pretty much it was very quick once you got it, and it was just like very high mortality rate, which probably most things back then were, to be honest. In the 1500s, yeah, yeah. Henry's oh, older stub my toe. Twenty weeks after Arthur's marriage to Catherine of Argrin, his death thrust all his duties upon his ten-year-old younger brother Henry. Ten. Henry was ten at the time. Oh, I guess but, he's not king at this point, though. No, no. But he did become the Duke of Cornwall, Prince of Wales, and Earl of Chester in February of 1504. Prince of Wales is always the heir to the throne, right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. It's Prince Charles is the Prince, Prince of Wales. Prince Wales, yes. Yeah. Henry VII, the father, yeah. renewed his efforts for a marital alliance between England and Spain by offering his son, Henry VIII, in marriage to the widowed Catherine. Gross. So, he, yeah, the father's gone, well, so there was a bit of an unease between... Um, I think it was it's Spain, but it was called something else at the time. Espanol. Um, no, it was like I know Cain or Khan or something like that. It was weird. Um, and yeah, so just to like they were obviously wanting to. That was a thing back in the day. Like yeah, you just marry him off, marry and then everyone's happy somehow, and, and yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of Catholic laws in here as well that I don't really 
couldn't really wrap my head around um, that, to, to allow all this kind of stuff because at the time it was all like Catholic church. Yeah. Um, I got very lost in reading all these laws. Adam did actually do a bit of a summary for me. He tried to because I asked him. Adam, our resident uh, English law expert. Catholic law expert. Oh, whatever. Uh, Old-timey law expert, Adam. So it, it goes into, um, there was like, the Pope had to give permission for this to happen. Uh, so it wasn't like illegal in the church's eyes. And right. the reason um, it was allowed to happen was because the marriage wasn't consummated. So back then, family went on sex, not yeah actual marriage. So until they actually consummated that marriage, they weren't. So Married. if that had happened, yeah, Catherine would have been Henry's sister. But because- that didn't happen. She denied it and her right. uh, chaperone also denied denied it. Um, that was the, the Pope was then like, well, yes, you two can get married because you're not brother and sister. So there's a whole bunch of Catholic laws. Boring and confusing. <laughs> Our side podcast, uh, Aaron and John discuss, discuss ancient uh, Catholic laws, obviously cancelled. So Henry and Catherine were betrothed to each other on June 25th, 1503. Uh, and Catherine... Mother, actually, uh, Isabella, she died in 1504, and she was one of the main proponents for those two getting married after, like to to bolster the alliance. To bolster the yeah. alliance, um, her death, along with um, uh, some other problems, yeah, in Castile, which was the name I was trying to think of before. Um, there was like succession problems in Castile, and the relationship between Henry the Seventh and Catherine's father Ferdinand they they had deteriorated. So. There were some issues there. Um, also, further compounding the issue again, like when they were betrothed to each other, cohabitation wasn't possible because the son, Henry VIII, was too young at the time. He was 10. Yes. Yeah, so, How old was she? Uh, she was five years older than him. So oh, 15 and 10. That's yeah. weird. So at the yeah. time, we're talking 1504. Yeah. Um, Arthur died uh, in 02. So Henry, Henry at the time is 12, Catherine's 17. Oh, that's so weird. It's weird. Um, not weird if it's like 10 years later. No, not really. Weird at this point. At this point, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the cohabitation wasn't possible because he was too young. And uh, as soon as Henry turned 14, he pretty much um, rejected the marriage himself. He's like, oh, I don't want this to happen. As soon as he could, he was like, nah, this, Actually, is, you know this is not happening. No, thanks. Yeah. So that left- I'll go out to the clubs. That, that kind of left Catherine stuck in limbo. Like she yep. couldn't go back. Um, now she was no longer betrothed. Yeah. So she, she had nothing going for her. She had no why, finances. Why did Henry decide to say no? He just didn't want to. Okay. He, he didn't want to. Maybe she was a toilet roll on the outside kind of person. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, like over under. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Mm. I don't think Maybe she had, was an over. I don't think they had toilet paper back then. <laughs> I've said this before. The only time I want to live is now. I don't want to live in a time pre-toilets. I don't want to live in time pre-daily baths. I don't want to live in a time pre-deodorant. I'm good with where we are. So to get his daughter out of the situation, Ferdinand's solution was to make her ambassador, like from Castile to England. Sick. That allowed her to stay in England indefinitely. Uh, devout as she was, though, she began to believe that it was God's will that she married the prince despite his opposition. Hmm. So she was set on it. <laughs> now, this yeah. is like this is Henry's early life. 
Yeah. Uh, we'll get into the marriage soon. But when, like we were discussing earlier, when you think of Henry VIII, what do you yeah. picture? We've said this before. Big, big dude, tubby bloke. Big tubby bloke. Bit of a bit of a chicken leg hanging out of his mouth. If you bit of sauce on his shirt. Maybe he's got the button at the bottom undone because he's a little bit too big. <laughs> the belly button poking yeah, out with a he's, massive innie yeah. or an Audi because it's so- Yeah, he does that shirt thing where yeah. he like, ugh, pulls it out. Yeah. Maybe he's like, ugh. Makes that noise. Yeah. yeah. And when he talks, he in between words. <laughs> sweat big when breath in. Yeah, he's got like a, a handkerchief <laughs> at all times and he's like, ugh, wiping his sweat away. As he's munching into a yeah, drumstick. Yeah, his fingers like under his nails are just all like mm. little bits of food. So I think- Am I- I'm not close. The picture we're going to probably put up on socials of Henry is going to be that yeah. picture. The one that everyone recognizes. The one the everyone knows. Yeah, the painting everyone knows of big tubbers. This was not the case when he was a young bloke. Yeah, he was a hot boy, wasn't he? He was a hot boy. Hot stuff. So hot prince coming through. In his youth, he was handsome, athletic, the most eligible prince in all of Europe. Yeah. He was also a complex man, intelligent, boisterous, flamboyant, extravagant. Mm-hmm. He was athletic. A mu- musical. He, he played uh, the lute and the flute. He was a poet. Wow. Ruthless, arrogant, passionate. Henry was only 17 years of age when he became king in 1509. Nice. He was six feet, two inches tall. Oh, he's taller than me. He's a tall boy. Big boy. Uh, that would have been big for the time yeah. too. Pale skin and auburn hair. He was, like I said, he auburn. was- Auburn. Yeah, that's what they described like brown? it. brown? No, that's like, I think that's red. Oh. Ginger. Do we want to fact check? Yeah. Fact check. I have a drink. He didn't supply me with the sippy cup. Mm. I think it's a reddish brown. Apparently it's a suburb in New South Wales. <laughs> Postcode 2144. Yeah, it's not what we're looking for. 16 kilometres west of central of Sydney's, Sydney's central business district. Yeah, it's like a, it's a variety of red. It's like a brownie red. Yeah, okay. There you go. So yeah, Auburn here. Like I said, he was athletic, a man of action and enjoyed all kinds of sports, including hunting, jousting, Real tennis and riding. Real tennis? Real tennis. I knew you were going to get on this one. Real tennis. Do you know what real tennis is? No. Real tennis is, I'll I'll look this up because I knew you were going to ask. It's kind of like the tennis we know today. Yep. Giant bats. Played indoors with a ball made out of hair. Gross. Um, Gross. What? Yeah. This is what the description was. The ball could bounce off the wall. So it was like end to end. It wasn't like squash where you hit it into the wall and back. Yeah. It was like a tennis court and you hit it over a net. It could bounce off the walls and there were points awarded for, because there was like three circles high up along the back wall. If you hit it through the circle as well, there was points oh. for that as well. So I, I was describing this to Kirsty last night. I'm like, I wonder if that's where like Quidditch got yeah, inspiration maybe. That from. Sounds, it yeah. sounds very Quidditch. Ball of hair. Yeah. What? Yeah. So it- um, I want to play real tennis. Is there a league around here? I didn't actually look that up, but it- <laughs> Surely not. It didn't, it petered out. A little bit because it was uh, the courts weren't very. Uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Um, Space abundant. conscious. Okay, yeah. Probably <laughs> making a ball out of hair. Yeah, difficult as well. And it was only like the nobles and rich people that played uh, yeah. real tennis and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I I do believe there are some courts and stuff still. I wonder if it was called real tennis to begin with, or when tennis that we know came out, people were like, um, I'm going to play real yeah. tennis. I'd say that's what's happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this newfangled tennis is not the real tennis. <laughs> I reckon we could do if that. If that ball ain't made of hair, I ain't there. <laughs> that's its slogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon we could probably do an episode of like imagine Wimbledon sports. Imagine Wimbledon. Actually, that's pretty, that's a good idea. Yeah. But Wimbledon, but it's a hairball. 
Yeah. You've just got a cat on the side of the, <laughs> the court. <laughs> New balls, please. Yeah. And you just hear, <laughs> how quick does that sound make you wake up in the middle oh, of the yeah. night as well? <laughs> oh, immediate. Immediate. And you know, I, I was about to say that I haven't heard it for a long time. Guarantee I hear it tonight. Now. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for putting that on you. Um, like I said, he was a mu- well. Back to Henry. He was a musician. He played the flute, lute, and organ. Rock star. He also play, uh, wrote poetry. An avid reader, and he owned a library of over a thousand books. Wow, that's a lot of books. Mm-hmm. That's more books than I have. So it's not the image that we have of the fat tubby dude. Like yeah. you just think this is a hot stud. This, uh, this is a smart hot stud. Eligible bachelor. Hot nerd. Prince of England. Yeah. Or Wales. Whatever. But yeah. Prince of Wales. Do you uh, reckon like Wales is a bit annoyed that? As a separate country. I don't fully understand how that the works. The Prince of Wales there. is the King of England. Yeah. Like becomes the King of England. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't I, yeah. I don't understand how Wales ties into England. And like if there's so much history of Ireland and Scotland and how all they tie into each other. I just If it was a female, mm. are they like the Duchess of No, because the Duke of York, that's different to the Prince of Wales. So what's yeah, would I'm, it be the Princess of Wales? I don't know. Because what was Queen Elizabeth? I, I, didn't, I didn't actually look that up. What, I was going to say, what was Diana? She was- Diana was- The Duchess of Wales. Cambridge? Cambridge. Duchess of Cambridge. Yeah. Is that what- No, because that's not the queen. Like that's- All right, let's find out. What was- Like I said, queen- looking into this episode, there is a lot of that that you can get lost down rabbit holes of. And I was just like, I just kind of- I need to ignore it because I'll never get this episode written and it will go for three and a half hours. She worked as a truck mechanic, Queen Elizabeth. Is that the second or first? The current one. Okay. The second. No, the one in the Victorian era. <laughs> what? Truck mechanic. <laughs> True. <laughs> you don't know. They might have had trucks. Wow. Almost just spit take everywhere. Princess Elizabeth of York. Royal Highness the Prince of Princess Elizabeth. All right. This is, yeah, you're right. There's too many things There's to go There's so down. many titles. So dumb. They've, they had nothing better to do than just make up this crap yeah. back then. They're like, oh, what can we do? Play real tennis again? Oh, no, not enough cats <laughs> to make hairballs. Oh, well, we'll just make up some more titles. I, 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 we joke about the cats' hairballs. I think it was human hair that was made out well, of- Yeah, I assume that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Way so- grosser to think you're just picking up hairballs from a cat and just whacking them into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> that wet splat. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get- um, this is the real. T- <laughs> this is the real. This tennis. Is real tennis, not that fake <laughs> crap you play. With- you, you don't get cat spit on your hands, <laughs> as if. Well, did you know, um, like tennis rackets? Yeah. Back in the day, wasn't it like it was goat intestine or some crap? It's cat intestines. That's cat. Oh, guts. wow! So they really yeah, use the whole cat. Yeah, it was cat guts. <laughs> oh, gross! And it wasn't even that long ago that they were still using cat guts. Ah, oh. Ash Barty won Wimbledon with. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ash didn't. We're not going to put that on her. Great woman. Great woman. Congratulations on your recent Brookwater Women's Championship golf win. Yeah, cat murderer. (laughs) First marriage (laughs) to Catherine of Argon. You don't don't want to disparage Ash Barty some more? No, I don't. That's that's on you. That's all you. Sorry, Ash Barty. (laughs) She could listen. She might. I hope she does. She probably won't anymore. If you know Ash Barty, please share it with her. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not this episode. (laughs) This episode, she's getting a shout out. Yeah, actually, yeah. You know what? Fair. Yeah, be happy you got the shout out, Ash. <laughs> well, you think you're better than being called a cat murderer? <laughs> yes, she, she actually is. I'm doubling down. <laughs> I've already been cancelled. So, Catherine of Argon, who's the Catherine Ulster speaking of before. Yeah. Um, as I said before, Prince Henry became king when his father died on the 21st of April, 1509. Yeah. And soon after his father's burial on May 10th, 
he suddenly declared that he would indeed marry Catherine. Nice. So he's done a backflip. Yep. I will he probably now, could too because he's so athletic. Yep. Marry this woman. Yep. He said, no, nah, I don't want to. And now he is. Yep. He, how old was he when he said no? Uh, it was about 14. And how old is he now? 17. Yeah, that's about that age where they're like rebelling against even themselves. Yep. He would insist that it was his father's dying wish that he married Catherine. Okay. But it was also convenient at the time because Emperor Maximilian I had been attempting to marry his granddaughter, Eleanor, who was Catherine's niece, yep. to Henry. And he didn't want that? He didn't want that. So the couple had a low-key wedding and were wed on the 11th of June, 1509, and right. they were both coronated just under two weeks later. Okay. And she would have been 22 at this point. Yes, yeah, she's five years older than him. Right. Uh, as a bit of a precursor yep. to his future actions, mm. two days after the coronation, Henry had two of his father's most unpopular ministers executed. Yeah, that on seems charges very of much high the way. treason. Okay, yep. He also apparently uh, returned some of the money these ministers supposedly extorted. So, uh, okay, he did, did a bit of good there. Bit of bit of medieval justice. But that was the first recorded beheadings that he. Yeah, ordered. right. Just what was it? Two days after he was coronated. Straight into it. He's not mucking around, is he? No. Shortly after being wed, Catherine conceived. Unfortunately, she gave birth to a stillborn girl on the 31st of January, 1510. About four months later, she became pregnant again and would give birth on the 1st of January, 1511. Okay. Happy New Year's. Uh, this son was called Henry. <laughs> the eye roll. You weren't kidding. There's only about seven names in this story. It gets worse. Oh, but- <laughs> His second son, also named Henry. Are you kidding me? We'll get to that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We'll get to that. Oh. The couple were obviously very pleased to have a boy and festivities were held. Yeah. Uh, including a two-day joust known as the Westminster Tournament. Sick. Jousting's sick. Yeah. Jousting's so cool. Have you seen live jousting? No. Uh, a couple of years ago, I went to the medieval festival up the sunny coast and they had jousting there. Sick. Very cool. Yeah. But again, uh, awfulness. Plagued these two as the baby passed away seven oh. weeks later. Catherine had two more stillborn sons in 1513 and 1515, but gave birth in February 1516 to a girl, Mary. Relations between Henry and Catherine had been strained, but they eased slightly after Mary's birth. That's good. So a lot of trouble. Um, yeah. I actually don't have any statistics, but I'm sure. I'm sure back then having children was... Probably more much difficult. more difficult than yeah. it is today. Jeez, that's awful. Yeah, it is. It's awful. This whole time, it's said that the king had many mistresses. Oh, gee, what a surprise. The most significant mistress for about three years, starting in 1516, was Elizabeth Blount. Blount gave birth in June 1519 to Henry's only acknowledged illegitimate son, Henry Fitzroy. Oh, come on, dude. Stop. <laughs> Stop perpetuating the cycle of Henry's. The young boy was made Duke of Richmond in June 1525. So he was, yeah, he's, he's in there, but he's, this is the only child that was acknowledged to be yeah. illegitimate. The only one that is his that is also not in wedlock. Yes. Yeah. Acknowledged. Right. There's speculations There's of, of them, yeah. other children. Yes. Another mistress to the king was Mary Boyland. She was a lady in waiting to Catherine. You know what a lady in waiting is? Uh, it's like, isn't it like the helpers or something? Yeah, like a helper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, in 1525, as Henry grew more impatient with Catherine's inability to produce a male heir that he so desired, he became smitten with Mary's sister, Anne. Okay. So that's two Marys now. 
And now we're on to our first Anne. <laughs> she was a char- them off. Yeah, she was a charismatic young woman of 25 in the Queen's entourage. Anne, however, resisted his attempts to seduce her and refused to become his mistress as her sister had. King Henry was trying to find an heir for his dynasty, and these were his options, which came to be known as the King's Great Matter. Matter. The King's Great Matter. Which are these eligible babes will I take next? That's right. So he had a couple of options, and they included he could legitimise Henry Fitzroy, which yeah. would need the involvement of the Pope, um, and it would be open to challenge. Pope. He could marry off Mary, yeah, um, his daughter with Catherine, as soon as possible, and hope for a grandson to inherit, uh, like for directly inherit. Yeah, yeah. But Mary was considered unlikely to conceive before Henry's death, or somehow uh, he could reject Catherine and marry someone else of childbearing age. Right. Probably seeing the possibility of marrying Anne, the third was. Ultimately, the most attractive possibility to the 34-year-old Henry, and it soon became the king's absorbing desire to annul his marriage to the now 40-year-old Catherine. We've time-jumped there a bit, haven't we? Yes. There's, mm. Well, there was a lot of trying and yeah, yeah. succeeding. and yeah. So now we've, we've jumped, what, 17-odd yeah. years? Again, there's a lot of Catholic laws. Uh, Henry needed the Pope's okay for the annulment yep. to go ahead, um, using Catherine's marriage to his brother as the excuse. Uh, Which was the thing that he had to get around to begin with. To begin with, yeah. Yep. Possibly pressured somewhat by Catherine's nephew, yep. the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V, that's Catherine's nephew, the yep. Pope refused. So Henry took matters into his own hands and broke from Rome and the Roman Catholic Church. This Now, this could be a whole topic on its own, but this was the start of the Protestant Church yep. and the Church of England. Crazy this, to think This is that- where it's split. Crazy- Crazy to think that all this stuff was going on at the same time as the Roman Empire. Yeah. Like, that's wild. Yep. You've got the English side and the Romans still around. Like, yeah, the Roman Emperor's going around. And yeah. there's like a lot, a lot, like I said, there's lots of fighting with France yeah. and Scotland yeah. and Ireland and tons of stuff going on. Tons of stuff going on. So, yeah, this, like I said, this is the start of the Protestant Church. Yeah. Henry, King Henry VIII would become the head of the Church of England. Yep. Um, and spawn its whole lineage. Yeah. Through to today, like, as we know. So he was excommunicated by the Pope in 1533. And this uh, is after he seeks the annulment? Yes. Yeah. And, so, and after he kind of split away, like. Yeah. So he's like, I'm out of here. I'm yeah. going to make my own church. With yeah, and Black the Pope Jack was like, well, get out of here then. We don't want you. Divorce. Future armor. So that allowed him to divorce Catherine. Yeah. So he's invented divorce. Pretty much. Now, Princess Dowager of Wales, that was the title bestowed to her. Dowager means uh, it was a title given to women um, for like land ownage like, or widow or, okay. or, or in this situation. Again, a needless extra it's, one. It's, a, it's yeah. a title. It's Dowager is a title. It comes up a little bit. So Dowager of Wales. Uh, she was forced to leave the court. For the next three years, she lived in seclusion in a series of dank castles and manors with just a few servants. Dank. <laughs> Not that kind of dank. The sad dank. Oh. Dank. Dank. <laughs> On January 7th, 1536, Catherine died at Kimbleton Castle and was buried at Peterborough Abbey. Her daughter, Mary, was forbidden from visiting her or attending her funeral at Peterborough Cathedral. Catherine never accepted the end of her marriage to Henry as legitimate, always seeing herself as England's rightful queen and Henry's wife. They were married for 24 years. Yeah. Bit, um... 
Bit of a sad way for her to end. Mm. Why was the daughter not allowed to go? I don't know. Just He just said no. He was done with, with her and yeah, right. didn't want to be- You're not allowed to go, daughter. Correct. Second wife, yep. Anne Boylan. Wife number two. Wife number two. Anne was born in 1501 to Sir Thomas Boylan and Lady Elizabeth Howard and spent much of her youth in France. Returning to England in 1522, she was reported to be fluent in French, a talented, talented musician, and to dress in accordance with French fashions. Uh-huh. Anne was previously betrothed- See this clothing? All baguette. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Uh-oh, now it's all gone. <laughs> Anne was previously- and now we understand how Henry VIII got attracted <laughs> yeah. to her. You ready for this one, boy? Yeah. Anne was previously betrothed to Henry Percy. <laughs> I wish, can you, can you find a soundbite of eye rolling every time you actually- Every do time it? I roll my eyes. Just whoop. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this engagement had been broken off when it did not gain the support of his father, the fifth Earl of Northumberland. Henry. Was his name Henry? Uh, no, that's okay. just, I, I didn't want to get too confused with names, so I just left him out when I could. Just call every man in this story Henry. I, I, I could. <laughs> Henry VIII himself had formally taken Anne's sister Mary as a mistress, as I said before. Formally taken her as a mistress? Yeah, he was knocking the sister off while he was married to Catherine. Yeah, but when you say years. formally, it makes it sound like it's paperwork or something. Oh, yeah. Like, right, I've right. just got to register my mistress down at- No, formally as in previously. England. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Just got to go down to uh, to the local uh, council office and report me mistress. (laughs) As I said earlier, Anne refused to become the king's mistress, forcing him to wait through seven years of courtship. Didn't want to do the paperwork. Mm. Until they could marry in 1532. Okay. Henry made Anne the, uh, crap, I looked up this word, Marquette Marquette of Pembroke. Okay. And the pair married formally. The, one, the version of formally you were talking of. Getting the paperwork done. In January 1533, after okay. a secret ceremony two months earlier. Right. Cool. Okay. So this is wife two. Locked yep. down. Locked in. Ring on the finger. Did they have, ooh, did they have rings back then? No idea. Mm. After going through, through so much to secure the marriage, the king's change of heart was likely due to the fact that, like Catherine, Anne seemed unable to bear him a son. After giving birth to Elizabeth I, in September of 1533. Yeah. After that, she suffered several miscarriages. Henry began to look elsewhere for a woman to bear him a son, and he found this woman in Jane Seymour. Anne was less able to accept Henry's infidelities than her predecessor, and reportedly became enraged and jealous when confronted with evidence of her husband's affairs. Which she shouldn't really be surprised with at this point. No, considering her sister was one in the yeah, previous marriage. and I'm certain and, that she would have known about that. And he has acknowledged- What a, do you mean he cheated on me? Yeah. This known cheater, what? So a month after Henry began courting Jane, yep. he ordered Anne to be investigated for high treason and she was sent to the Tower of oh, London. Geez. Not the way to do it. After being tried on charges of adultery, incest and treason, Anne, the, oh. yeah, Anne was found guilty- Oh, shocking. Most likely wrongly. Yeah. By a jury which included her once fiancé, Henry Percy. Oh, jeez. Which is not biased at all, is it? Oh, Heza. The treason charge alludes to alleged plots to kill the king, but also likely (laughs) 
the risk to succession that would be created by a queen having an affair. Yeah, right. Five men were found guilty of adultery. Among them were Anne's brother, George, hence the charge of incest. Yeah. All were executed on Tower Hill. She, Anne, was beheaded four days later on the 19th of May on Tower Green. In her final speech, she did not admit guilt, but instead alluded to her innocence and perhaps to keep her daughter in Henry's favour. Yeah. Prayed, God save the king and send him long to reign over you for a gentler nor a more merciful prince was there never. Ah, geez, that must have been hard to say. So she's been- Gentler? Yep. She's been executed. That's wife number two. Go off with her head. So we've got sent away to be secluded and beheaded. Not not to forget that he's trumped up some charges for five other blokes that he's just offed as well, including her brother. Their heads. So his kill count's up to six. Uh, including the, the two ministers to start with. Oh, true. So he's got an eight to one KD so far. And these are the ones I've just written down. There's yeah. not, there's, I'm sure there was others that I have yeah, right. left out intentionally. But for for our story, he's cancelled. Just quickly, I wonder if our right. English viewers are like enjoying this or whether they're just like, oh, it's like I'm back in school. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I, know, I didn't think of that. Mm. Anyway, welcome to your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I guarantee it wouldn't go into this much detail because there's that much yeah. in this history. All right, so now we're on to our third marriage. Yeah. Henry's love for, or at least his infatuation with Anne, may have sparked the Reformation, but Jane is commonly thought to have been his favourite wife. We're right. talking about Jane Seymour. This is most likely because she gave, uh, because Jane gave him what none of his other wives could, a son who lived. Like Anne, Jane had served as a lady-in-waiting to the queen she would replace. It's a very Star Wars vibe, isn't it? Like The Apprentice. They also shared a great-grandmother. Okay. Um, as did Henry's future wife, Catherine Howard. So there's another Catherine. Yeah, another caddy. <laughs> Jane was not as highly educated as either of her predecessors. Oh, her peaceful, yeah, her peaceful, a bit of a blonde. Um, wow. No, I don't. I don't know if she was blonde. I think they all had like red hair. To be honest, her peaceful and gentle personality, starkly contrasting with that of her predecessors, lent itself to peacemaking. Like okay. she was a peacemaker in the court. Yeah. So I didn't actually look this up. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's like those movies when they hold a court, people come into the king. I've got this issue. I couldn't deal with that. I'd be like, piss off. Who cares about your bread dispute? Really? That's just. I couldn't. I could not be a king if that was what I had to do as my day job. I don't think it was every day. But can you imagine, just like maybe every Sunday, you're the king, and this peasant comes in, and he's like, yeah, me, Jane Wobbs down there. Jane Wobbs. <laughs> she only paid me three shepherds for me bread. Jane, Jane Wobble Lobber. Yeah, she stole me bread. It was eight troppences and Shirley paid me seven threepence. She only paid me two sheep. Yeah, like I couldn't. I just, I'd be like, what? I don't want to be king. See ya. So if you're not, last name's Wobble Lobber, what was your profession? You know, like the dog. Yeah. Um, I like to think that that is not. How last names came into existence because okay. that's not good for me. All right, pain. You obviously family was torturers or something. I hadn't thought about it that way. I thought it was, just, you know, annoying. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> she married the king in May of 1533, just days after Anne had been beheaded. Yep. She was never coronated. Uh, some believing that the king was waiting for her to have a son bef- first before committing to that. Uh, Jane gave birth to a son in October 1534. He yep. would grow up to be king and would the sixth. But 
Uh, she would not live to see this. After developing postnatal complication, she died less than two weeks after his birth, age mm. 29. That's sad. Jane is attributed to uh, Jane. Jane is attributed with reconciling her husband to his first daughter, Mary, during their short marriage. Her connection to her stepdaughter was was so good um, that Mary acted as chief mourner at her funeral. Jane was the only one of Henry's wives to be given a queen's funeral, despite never being the queen, the, uh, you know, coronated, yeah. and was the wife who Henry chose to be buried with upon his own death in January of fifteen forty seven. Well, she made quite the impression. She did, because the son. Yeah, mm. true. Okay, so now we're on to our fourth marriage. Yeah. Uh, Henry's last three wives are less famous than his first three, uh, a matter that's not helped by the fact that each share a name with their predecessor. Of course. <laughs> so we're into Catherine two now. No. No? No. Um, not only this, but Henry's last three marriages were far less dramatic than his first three. None of these final marriages uh, resulted in any children either. In the case of Anne of Cleves, who, who is the fourth marriage, this last point is hardly surprising given that her marriage with Henry went unconsummated. Oh. The king proved far less enamored with his fourth wife than he had with the first three. Well, why do you even marry her? I don't know. Probably some alliance thing. Possibly. Henry married Anne in January 1540, uh, though negotiations for the marriage are believed to have begun shortly after Jane's death in 13, uh, 1534. The daughter of the Duke of Cleves and the Count of Mark, Anne was considered a politically adv- advantageous match with by Henry's advisors. So one of the things that was um, mentioned earlier in Henry's life, because he wasn't expected to become king, even though he was highly educated, they never really educated him in like politics and yeah. all that. So he had advisors, and he was yeah right. He was quick to listen to his advisors, actually, which you would be if you had no idea what you're doing. Mm. Um, she was only just, so Anne of Cleves. Yeah. I think we were, this is Anne number two, I think. <laughs> she was only just older than Henry's oldest child, Mary, and she had no formal education. <laughs> After marrying Anne in January of 1540, Henry had their mar- marriage annulled just six months later, citing Jeez. the lack of consummation, as well as his wife's previous engagements to another man, Francis, the Duke of Bar. He, so Henry, Infus, infam, uh, infamously, thank you, got there. Infamously, yep. Referred to Anne as a Flanders mare. Oh, Ned Flanders mare. <laughs> and told courtiers and ambassadors that he could not perform his husbandly duties because of Anne's appearance. Oh, that's rude. Yeah. Despite she this, was an aggro. Despite this insult, it didn't stop them from becoming close friends later in life. Okay. All right. Sure. So just friends owned her. Friends owned her in the most public way. Yep. The king's wife, and now not because she be fugly. And their besties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anne's acceptance of the annulment seemed to win her favour with Henry. Yeah, well, she kept her head. Yeah. And she subsequently became an honorary member of his family known as the king's beloved sister. So he didn't friend zone her, he family zone her. That's weird. <laughs> Her generous settlement included Richmond Palace and also the home <laughs> oh, of no. <laughs> and also the home of Henry's former in-laws, the Boylands, Hever Castle. What boy? Oh no, stepbrother, I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this situation. Yeah, he didn't want to. Yeah, she's fugly. <laughs> Anne died in fifteen fifty seven, outliving all the other five wives and Henry himself. Wow, good on She is the only one of Henry's queens to be buried in Westminster Abbey. Okay. Uh, 
Side note for this one. The political yeah. advisor who arranged the marriage, he didn't fare so well. Oh, come on. Uh, Thomas Cromwell was executed on the 28th of July, 1540. Oh, I know that name. Yeah. Yeah. The same, he was executed the same day Henry married his next wife. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what a big day for Henry. You want to have a guess at this? The oh, fifth Mary. wife's name? Go back Catherine. to Catherine. Catherine. Yeah, all right. Henry's marriage to Catherine Howard came close to matching the drama of his earlier partnerships. Okay. Perhaps unsurprising, given that this teenage bride was the first cousin of Anne Boylan. Right. Anne Boylan, that was the second wife. Yes. Yeah, the one that he really didn't like. No, he, he liked- had a head off. Uh, it yeah, was he, Jane that he really liked. He really liked Jane. He really liked Anne to begin with. Yeah. But then ended up beheading her. Yeah. Okay. Catherine's life had been turbulent even before Henry came on the scene. Yeah. As one of the many wards of her father's stepmother, the Dowager Duchess of Norfolk, she began at the age of 13 to be involved in repeated sexual conduct with her music teacher, Henry Mannix. Henry again. <laughs> Later, Catherine had become embroiled in an extramarital affair with the Dowager's secretary, Frances Deerenham. Right. So she's getting around. I said she was 13, remember? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I missed that bit. So, yeah. Come on. So she was, she was a youngin and she was doing this. Uh, after the Dowager's Duchess found out, Catherine was sent to court to serve as a lady-in-waiting to Anne of Cleves. Right. So, so this is how she's coming in contact. See with the pattern big, here, big H. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> big H. That's that's good. <laughs> the, uh, this position had been secured for her by her uncle, the Duke of Norfolk, who saw an opportunity in Henry's lack of interest in fugly Anne. <laughs> oh, fuggers! <laughs> the king was certainly attracted. <laughs> oh, poor Anne. <laughs> the, well, she was the one that outlived them all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but she spent the whole time being called fugly, <laughs> having guys beheaded for just daring to get her married to the king. The king was certainly attracted to Catherine's youth, looks, and yep. vivacity. Yeah. The pair were married in 1540. In the spring of the following year, however, Catherine is alleged to have begun an affair with a favoured courtier of Henry's named of, of courtier of Henry's named Thomas Culpe- Culpepper. Culpepper. There's a lot of names in here, right? Yeah. Their meetings were reportedly their meetings were reportedly organised by Jane Boylan the widow of Anne Boylan's executed brother, George. Okay. So remember how- Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anne Boyer, the second wife, was beheaded. One of the things that she was accused of- Was sleeping with her sleeping brother. Sleeping with her brother, George. And now this is- Jane Jane Boylan. is George's- Jane is George's wife. Or okay. Widow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so secular, hey? Like it's yeah. kept in such a tight circle. Because like that was basically what happened back then was that like the court was just the court and everyone in it sort of just was doing everything yeah. together this, and yeah. And this is one of the reasons why I found this interesting, this story so interesting because it was yeah. so like tangled. Yeah. It's almost like you need to set up this, the red web yeah. like with all the connections to, to follow look, it. A little bit crazy as you go, he shouldn't have beheaded her. Yeah. Yeah. By autumn, rumours about Catherine's conduct were abundant and the Archbishop of Canterbury, Thomas Cranmer, learned of her alleged affair with Culpepper as well as her previous relationships with the Dowager's Duchess Secretary, Durnham. Yeah. Cranmer launched an investigation into Catherine's alleged affairs and she was detained and questioned in November 1541. Rather than admitting to the earlier affair and possible pre-contract with Durnham, which would have allowed her an annulment and banishment, Catherine maintained that she that the relationship was non-consensual. Okay. Charged with high treason, both Culpepper and Durnham were executed in December 1541. 
What's your count up to now? Oh, so that he had eight. Mm-hmm. And then has he killed a wife since then? No, but he killed the advisor. So that was nine. Nine. So, so now, now he's, he's up to 11. 11. Yeah. So 11 to 1 KD. Mm-hmm. Like is it only the ones that I've mentioned. Yeah. In order to find Catherine guilty of a crime, the Royal Assent by Commission Act 1541 was passed. So he's made up a, a, a law yeah. pretty much. It became treasonous to fail to disclose premarital sexual relations to the monarch within 20 days of marriage. Within 20? So not even beforehand? No. You, you had 20 days after marriage to disclose it. Oh, right. Okay. Or to yeah. instigate a, per, a person to engage in adultery as the queen consort. So the queen consort is the king's wife. Yeah. So it was treasonous to to do someone. Yeah. Or not or not even disclose that what you, you had. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Within Why months, would he not write that so that it's like you have to know before you get married? I, I don't know. What terrible law. Again, we're going back into yeah. Aaron and John's ancient law podcast, which is not happening. <laughs> Within months, Catherine had gone the same way as her cousin Anne, yep. executed for high treason. On her way by barge to the Tower of London, she likely have passed under the impaled heads of her reported lovers, Culpepper and Durnham, on London Bridge. Gross. Catherine was probably about 19 years old. Oh, oh big H. So now gone. that's 12. Yep. Jane Boylan was also executed, and both were buried in unmarked graves at the Towers Parish Chapel alongside Catherine's cousin and Jane's sister-in-law and husband, Anne and George Boylan. So they're all buried together. At least they're together. So now we're at 13? Yep. Okay, cool. Marriage number six. Yeah, we're not even at the last marriage yet. Nope. Now we are. Henry's sixth and final wife. Yep. And his third named Catherine. Okay. (laughs) We've got... There's two Catherines in a row. It's like he's a dude that gets all his wives' names tattooed, and he's like, oh, I just don't want another tattoo. Just, you're Catherine? Come here. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Is no, it? you see, I've only had four wives. Four names. Well, three. He's only had- Wasn't it? He's it had was three Catherine. He's had three Catherines, Anne. two Je- two Annes, and a Jane. He's I only had, he had a Mary. Th- no, that's his daughter. Okay. So, yeah. So, Catherine, Anne, Jane, Anne, Catherine. 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 <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the third named Catherine was perhaps his luckiest. Yeah. She married Henry in July of 1543. He's getting through them now. Like, yeah. This is only like- He's rolling through. Yep. Just four months after Catherine Howard was beheaded. <laughs> Catherine Parr had been married twice before, being titled Lady Burr and the Lady of Latmia, and married again around six months after Henry died. So, what's that? That's four marriages for her making her the most married English queen. There you go. Oh, there you go. This is not Catherine's only claim to fame. She was also the first queen of both England and Ireland. Okay. The third Catherine had begun a romantic relationship with Jane Seymour's brother. Patrick Seymour Hoffman. Jane Seymour was wife number three. Yeah. uh, Thomas. So originally the sixth wife was involved with the third wife's brother. (laughs) It's so confusing. Say that again, the sixth. The sixth wife was yep. originally romantically involved, involved with, with third, third wife's, wife's brother. brother. Oh, geez. Come on, guys. Make it easier for us. Uh, uh, his name was Thomas. I don't know if I mentioned that. Thomas the Dank Engine. <laughs> Dank Castles. Uh, at that point, she had caught the eyes of BH. Big H. But she, consi- uh, she considered it her duty to marry the king instead. So she made the choice like, no, it's my duty to my Jeez, country. By this point, you should be like, Maybe it's a safer bet not yeah, to marry him. Yeah. Mate, well, what, what if you don't? What if you reject I him? Guess, what happens? Yeah, true. So in 1546, uh, some Protestant officials 
tried to turn Henry against Catherine and even drew up a warrant for her arrest. But Catherine outwitted them and successfully reconciled with her husband, avoiding the same fate as her unlucky predecessors. Good honour. I think by this point he was starting to get pretty, like, close to death. Yes. Yeah, pretty So he probably just didn't want the drama. Yeah, I go into it a little bit afterwards. Okay. Um, It was said that the warrant for her arrest was because, like, she had a big fight with Big H. Okay. Because she liked to argue, like- uh, So she would have done well on maths. Yeah. She she liked to argue, like, uh, religious- This week on maths, Big H is thinking about ending things with a cut. (laughs) Cut of a neck. Um, Yeah, apparently she liked to argue, like, theological- Stuff. Okay, and so they had right. a big, they had a big fight over that, and oh, and he's like, oh, maybe I'll just have her arrested. Yeah, and so it's one way to win an argument, she kind of outwitted them by getting rid of all banned books that yeah. she had, and then snuck around and spoke to him anyway. So yeah, yeah, she was she was different. Also, uh, she was thirty years old. Okay, she was a bit older uh, and a scholar. She became the first English queen to write and publish a book under her own name. Uh, the book is called Prayers- Harry Potter and <laughs> the Prisoner. <laughs> Prayers and Meditations. Okay. I wonder if that's something we can find now. Anyway. I bet you it'd be difficult to read. When Henry died in 1547, he left provisions of £7,000 a year for Catherine to support herself. Wow. And for Catherine to be treated as Queen Dowager. uh, And she was still in possession of all her courtly clothes, jewels, etc. Catherine's final husband was her previous interest and the uncle of the new king, Thomas Seymour. Right. Okay. So the new king was- yeah. Jane. So that was Edward the Sixth. I think I said. Oh, it wasn't Henry, was it? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know if there's Henry the Ninth. I'm, I'm not even sure. No, I'm pretty sure Henry the Eighth is the last Henry king. Yeah. So this Catherine has gone back to her previous flame. Yeah. The uncle of yeah. the new king. Seymour uh, also had interests in the future queen, Lady Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, who lived with the married couple. So, oh. Yeah. Bit weird. So- uh, Elizabeth is, I guess, technically stepdaughter to Catherine. It's very Gross. complicated. Yep. Uh, this rumour was included in evidence which resulted in Seymour's execution in 1549 for treason. Wow. Yeah. This came after his wife's death, uh, for in August of 1548, Catherine had given birth to her only child and died several days later from suspected childbed fever. Not a great time to live, is it? Nah, really? just, again, I don't want to live back then. So in closing... Um, the image that we have of Henry, the large image, large man. Big, fat, fatty. Yep. Uh, this was because- Clive Palmer, but slightly smarter. What do you reckon caused him? Because, Like I said, he was an athletic, yeah. strong- Well, he did get older, and people generally pudge out as they get older. Well, he was only in his 50s when he died, really. Yeah, but by the time you're 50, you're pudging out. You are closing in on 50. <laughs> I'm a few years off 50 yet. Not many. <laughs> wow. Okay, there was a reason this happened. Yeah. It was during his fourth marriage. Um, he was no longer the athletic sportsman he once was. Because Even up he, a real tennis? Well, he had a disastrous accident at the age of 44. Oh, not a real tennis accident. No, his horse rolled on him during a tournament, which- uh-huh. uh, Yeah, that'll hurt you. Le- left him with a crippled leg. So he was unable to exercise. Right, yeah, so he starts packing it on. But he, he continued his lavish lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, gaining so much weight, by the end of his life, he measured 4.5 feet around the waist. Four and a half foot around the waist. That's a big boy. That's a big boy. Yeah. Um, that is a big boy. He also suffered from severe leg ulcers. Yeah. Probably gout and a whole bunch of other yeah, fat, so that was one fatty of the, diseases. That was one of the things the last couple of wives 
I think uh, the second Catherine was a nurse, so she was able to help yeah. with the... No, that was the young one, wasn't it? I think so. Maybe it was Anne. I don't know. One of them was like, had some nurse training, was able to help with those uh, leg ulcers. And that's it. That's the story of Henry's six wives and how they ended up. Just a lot of yuck, really, really, in it. A lot of moments where you're just going, ugh, yeah. no thank you. Um, it, yeah, like I said before, it was kept in such a close circle. Yeah. Well, because I feel like that's how it was back then. With the, I didn't like, really... That's how they ended up so inbred. Yeah. Yeah. Just all a bit icky, isn't it, it? He did do a lot of other stuff for England as well. Like he's most famous for yeah. having six wives. and When he was in his youth, to... apparently he was a really good king. Yeah. And like even towards the end, he won wars. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've got written down here. Like, um, yeah, he, he created the Church of England. Yeah, uh, there was a, a few wars that was, and it was very good military wise, um, yeah. fighting against France and Scotland. He it was said he changed the political landscape for England. He took away um, a lot of power from a bunch of nobles and brought it back to the monarchy. Yeah, um, and I believe he's a part of one of the greatest sequels in history. Yeah. His daughter, Queen- Queen Elizabeth II. First. How's that a sequel if she's the first? Because she's his daughter. Oh, right. Okay. I got you now. So you've got you got this turmoil of all these wives and yeah. like, people assume that he was a terrible how king. Did the, how did Edward die? I didn't get into that. I did read that, but I don't remember. Yeah. Um, we can look current Queen Elizabeth is the second, right? Yes. Yeah. And- Okay, so Henry died. Edward took over. Let's look up. Henry VIII's succession was his son, Edward, and he was nine at the time when he succeeded the throne. Right. Um, Edward's successor. Let's have a look that up. And what was it? It was the sixth. Return of everyone's favorite segment, live Googling. Uh, Edward the sixth successor was Mary the first. Okay. So then how did Elizabeth become queen? I think Elizabeth might have been the successor to Mary. Mary. Oh, was it Mary, his first daughter? Mary was the first daughter, yes. Okay, gotcha. Wasn't, it wasn't Edward's no. daughter or something? No. Yeah, okay. Well, so they had two queens in a row. Mary, Mary the first successor was Elizabeth the first. Right. There's, that's a whole story. We could yeah. probably go into the, the so battle between- So three of his children became yeah. the monarch. Yeah. I wonder if that's a record. I don't know. But it's just, just The quick Google says, various dramatic events led to Elizabeth I taking over the throne from the Catholic Queen Mary I. Edward VI of England died at the age of 15 in 1553. Earlier in the year, he had overturned his father's will, disinherited his sisters, and named his Protestant cousin, Lady Jane Grey, as his successor. But that's a whole story because I, yeah. I believe what I just said happened. Um, he died and then I think was it Elizabeth was in Scotland, Mary was in England and there was a big old battle yeah. and then that's how Elizabeth became in power. She like kicked out right. her stepsister. That, like, that's a whole story we could probably go yeah. into one day. Like, the, Is that where the Battle of Hastings comes from? No. No. That was France v. England. Oh, okay. And that's how we got words like beef and cow and how they're the same thing. Did you learn that at Beef Week? No. Nah. Oh, it sounds like you learned that at Beef Week. <laughs> I learned a lot of stuff at Beef Week. Wasn't that? 
Had it under your top belt after eating a big old steak. Yeah. So good. Nah, things like there's a type of seaweed that they've determined they can feed cows and it's like 1% or 10% of the emissions that a normal cow would poop out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> feed them some seaweed, they stop farting so much. What do you want from me? You brought up Beef Week. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I did. It was a beef industry I, event. It I wasn't did. anything okay. that interesting. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Gee, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> but yeah, that's I'll a- tell you one thing. Yeah, sure. Prize winning cows at a cow show mm. are beautiful. Really? Yeah. You ever seen a like fluffed up clean cow? No. They are immaculate, beautiful beings. We've now ended the beef yeah. portion of the podcast. Yeah. Regular cattle, not so beautiful. There was some standing behind us the whole time. Boy, did that pen get stinky. Yeah. <laughs> I did a week doing a, a trade show. Yeah, we for, talked about it in our chatting yeah. podcast. Um, not enough seaweed, too much grass. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Memories. <laughs> anyway, that's the episode. That's, uh, like I said, that's Henry and his six wives. Yeah. Um, like I said, maybe in the future we can do the whole story of Elizabeth. I'm pretty sure it was Elizabeth v. Mary. Yeah. And how that played out. We'd, we might even be able to do the sequel to this. You could also just do Henry's life outside of his. You, you definitely yeah. could. There's a, there's a lot of things out yeah. there. Um, but yeah, I, I like I said, I believe that's probably the greatest sequel in history like because Mary was a uh, Elizabeth the first was apparently yeah England's greatest queen ever she's yeah. reported to be English England's greatest queen so to go from I guess all that would you reckon it was would cause uncertainty uncertainty with like the population with all I reckon these they wouldn't even know beheadings and marriages and nah do you reckon they I, got, I reckon it was way more do you reckon they got public anything? holidays every time he married a new wife Oh, probably, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> to be honest, do you reckon, reckon it would be, or would you be like, actually, was public holidays a thing back then? No, nah, probably not. <laughs> it would. I, I guarantee that he would have been like, everyone come to a party, but also if you don't make enough grain, off with your head. Yeah, right. Yeah. What do we end up for death total? It was thirteen, 13 last count. So, yeah. yeah. Just where? Well, yeah. yeah. Oh well, there's that. Wrap it up, boy. Let's, let's uh, put a ring on this episode. Wrap it up. <clears throat> well, as always, find us on social media at Cheeky Tales Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, on those cheeky pages, you'll also find links to our link tree, which will have all the exciting information like uh, videos that we reference, as well as links to podcasting sites, uh, which you should already be on. Um, most of you are on Spotify. What about uh, merch? Merch. Um, hit us up at cheekytales.com <laughs> slash no merch. Don't do merch. That. <laughs> Uh, I've made a series of NFTs. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> Stuff NFTs. Um, yeah, but Cheeky Coin launching next week. Uh, <laughs> you can get a mug. Um, it's got nothing on it. It's just a plain ceramic mug. <laughs> Don't be making promises, boy, because you're going to have to fulfill these. <laughs> I uh, make no promise. You just put me on the spot and made me think of merch ideas. <laughs> But yeah, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, really appreciate it. Share us with a friend who likes beheadings. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that one out. Share us with a friend who likes English history. There are those people out there. Yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah. Um, share it with a friend who likes uh, creating their own church because they don't like a rule. I thought you were going to say multiple wives. <laughs> share yeah, it with if you're friends. like John and you like multiple wives. Well, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, bring it back to the start. 
Uh, uh, immediately, I thought of Ross from Friends with his three marriages. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you watch Friends and really think about it, he's the worst character. He is easily the worst. He's character. a douchebag, asshole, all the time. It's so f- he's, it's so funny though. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this is not a Friends podcast. It's like when you want if you watch Seinfeld, Kramer's the best. I've never watched Seinfeld. You should. Mm. As an adult, very funny. Okay. But it is like four awful people being in the same area yeah, all right. the time. Yeah. What's the deal with <laughs> airplane food? Terrible Jerry Springer accent. Um, I mean, it's pretty close. Actually pretty close. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. What's the deal with Target? <laughs> <laughs> Just wrap it up, boy. Like he's here. Just wrap it I up. I can't believe we managed to get Jerry on oh. our- <laughs> Just wrap it up. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you had a good one. We'll catch you in a fortnight. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.